I had a friend uh, who was born in Burundi. Okay. And he was circumcised when he came to the United States at 13. Oh! I heard the stories, ladies and gentlemen. And you do not want to be circumcised <laughs> at 11, 12, or 13. <laughs> the most pain you can ever feel. <laughs> Welcome to the Monday Men Podcast. Where the coffee's hot and the conversation is hotter. So why don't you join us as we take, take on life one Monday at a time. Yo, what up? I'm Cam. And I'm Ethan. <laughs> it's the odd that gets me. <laughs> I love Monday. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the pod. Happy Monday. We're here hanging out in our favorite place, the coffee shop. The Red Rooster. It feels good to be here. We got Micah over there mixing. He's turning knobs and looking at his screen. Who knows what's going on? He's producing. <laughs> That's what he says. So we have a problem. Uh, we want to be famous. <laughs> but we're not famous yet. I don't know what happened. Someone told me that when we started a pod... Instant fame. And we tried to boost uh, one of our podcasts on Instagram or a post promoting our yeah. podcast on Instagram. And, and it we, was going to go to like 3,000 people. Yeah. All we had to do was put $10 down or something and we were going to get a large reach. However, Instagram wouldn't take our Would money. Would not take it. We could. This tells you how much we can get done when Micah takes a vacation. We literally <laughs> couldn't figure it out. We just, Cam and I sat there on his three inch screen on his iPhone. So Instagram won't take our money. So we need your help. We need you to share this pod. Uh, we keep on getting people saying like, hey, I love your pod. I love how that one person said that really cool thing about the spine. Like <laughs> if your spine's say. young, then you'll be young. That's Flexible. what they say. Everyone yeah. has the same compliment for our podcast. <laughs> that exact <laughs> sentence. And I say to them, well, we need more people. So share. So if everyone Please listening share. would share this with like one or two people, we could double, maybe triple our hey, audience. I tell you what, if we double our audience oh boy. in two podcasts. Two pod if we double in two podcasts, okay? We should do something drastic. <laughs> what is that? I feel like for you it might be just rocking a mustache. Oh, I'll rock a mustache. Only a mustache. Only a mustache. For a month. Okay. And Yikes. I will bleach goes blonde my hair like Justin Bieber. You heard it here, folks. I'll do it. We got the Bieber blonde. And mustache man. And mustache. There's no way I'm selling How any much, insurance. How much did I say we double or triple our listeners? What did I say? Double. Double? Yeah. So double if we double listeners. our listeners in two weeks, we'll do that. I did something really, really weird. Oh boy. Yesterday. What'd you do? We were on a walk. Okay. And we were just meeting people on the streets. Mm -hmm. We were talking to my couple blocks away neighbor. Yeah. Um... She's a very nice lady, and I met this other guy that Melissa was friends with, the girlfriend. And I turned around and I was introduced to him. And this is the weirdest thing, but I'm just don't put don't hate there. on me, everyone. Put it out there. It's but I put my hand out there, <laughs> no! and I shook his hand. Oh man! Just like instinct, Melissa's like, "This is so and so." I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then he just like what slowly reached out his hand, <laughs> kind of limp. And yeah. It was clammy, and I just like shook his hand, like, "This is weird." Like, why is I'm like that was a really weak handshake. And then we started walking with them, and then ten yeah. minutes later, all of a sudden it hit, hit me. you like. 
I, I just, just shook a guy's hand. <laughs> Did you hear the police coming after you? But it was weird. Like, yeah. I felt like I'd committed a crime. Seriously. You, like, you quarantine has changed everything. That's the second time I've actually done that. Quarantine, that's that's the least of our worries of the things that are changing. I tell you what, sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I've got it. I'm just going to be honest. I've got it pretty good. I still have a job. I'm still healthy. I've got nothing to worry about. But right. I was... In my head, something fierce a couple weeks, a week ago, I think it was. For those of you who don't know, I sell insurance. And there's not a whole lot of good ways to get new clientele, especially I, I sell to a lot of churches, property liability. And you can't really go in churches, so it's hard to sell yeah. insurance right now. Um, and I was having this like super, um, this issue where I was like, am I like successful at what I do? And then that turned into... Am I successful as a man? That You went down a deep, dark hole there. <laughs> I did. I went deeper and deeper. And then for some reason, I got thinking about, you know, someday I want to I wanna get married and have a family. And I was like, if I can't sell insurance, if I can't like hold a good job, and will I be like successful? Will I be a successful man? Yeah. Will I be man enough to for the, the woman that I will marry? Or will I be man enough... To get the father's permission to marry your wife if I can't sell insurance because I'm not a successful man because I'm not selling insurance. I'm not doing my This thing, is kind you know? of ironic. Like, I totally hear your problem, but I also know that there's like a group of fangirls that come to the coffee shop <laughs> just for you. 18 is not within my my. Uh, That's another house. good point, but I just, I'm just, this is hitting me right now as you're saying this. Like, will I be manly enough for, like, dude, there's girls that like come here asking for you all the time. Well, but, flattering. legitimate question though, like, you know, for I think if you don't live up to your own expectations, right. that's like the worst. Yeah. You know, you can sure. have people tell you, you're great, you're great, you're great. But if you don't believe that on the inside, it'll it'll yeah. just eat away at you. Yeah. So that was the question of the week for me is like, am I manly enough? Yeah. Well, what do you think that like as an American society, yeah. what do you what do you think that we believe we need to be to be manly yeah. enough for whoever, like a, in a relationship right, or right, right. for whoever, even yourself. What do you think those things are that dang yeah. society puts on us? Dude, I feel like so many people say different things, but there's not a whole lot of like things we can point to and be like, that's that's what it is. Like yeah. you've got TV shows that will tell you one thing. Mm -hmm. um, you've got schools that'll tell you another thing. You've got uh, maybe religious organizations, churches, whatever um, spiritual community you're in will tell you another thing. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to like go through the, that um, through life and try and figure out exactly what that is. This is, I'm totally writing myself out here, but Melissa and I started watching this Netflix show called selling sunset. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like these, that. like, have you seen that? Oh, <laughs> you got this face. Like it's like this group. Sounds of, like a really manly show. Oh gosh. <laughs> No, it is not. <laughs> and but it's like kind of interesting. There's like the seven or eight like women, they're like yeah. total divas. Yeah. And they sell houses in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And they're like the cheapest houses would be a couple million dollars. Oh it's my like goodness. two or three million dollars. And I think their biggest <laughs> listing was like forty million dollars. Oh my. But they're meeting with clients and there's like you know, this house is next to Lady Gaga, who's yeah. next door to this person. And it's like all these like ridiculous Hollywood Hills houses. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because you watch them like meet with clients and go to parties. And it's, 
I was telling Melissa after we watched season two in one weekend, um, <laughs> how out of place we would feel. And it's right. like, you can't just walk up to someone in an environment like that and be like, hi, my name is Ethan. I'm a barista and right. I have a podcast with 50 listeners. <laughs> Maybe a hundred someday. Oh, you're but the only help. 50. Yeah. Would you like to give me a cup and of it was coffee? Like, like they wouldn't even probably look at you or talk to you right. for more than 10 seconds if you right. didn't have status. And I think that's, that's one thing. Like every person they meet with, it's like, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a tech billionaire. And right. it's like, how many 30 year old tech billionaires are there around? <laughs> I feel like, are you serious? They're all like young and handsome, ripped right. and don't work and they have billions of dollars. Right. I definitely think that's one of them. Like the amount of money you have, the status you have, what yeah. you're rocking, what, what do you have a house, a big enough house? Uh, you know, is your, your car, like how much does it cost? What do you think it has anything here? to do with where you live? Oh man, definitely for sure. The last time I was in Chicago, I mm-hmm. felt like I would never be accepted in Chicago because I just felt like if I'm not working in the top um, office of that skyscraper or I'm not living in that that nice apartment, then you know, yeah, get, better start grinding. Better start grinding. Uh, I think another um, thing that a lot of times the TV shows will. Um, will uh, speak this narrative but also in high school you feel this narrative too it's like what guy or girl are you with yeah and that is like your status symbol like if you're single they're like oh what's wrong with you right uh so are you like just kind of taking a break yeah and then you're gonna start dating people or yeah it is super weird when are you gonna get married everyone just needs to back off man (laughs) seriously being single is cool i guess I'm having a good I don't time. know. I haven't been single in a while. <laughs> well, anything else? Any other things that you think society says this is what it is to be successful as a person or as a man? Or yeah, I heard just came to mind like a friend of mine say that he was talking about his job and he was like, "I've been I'm at the same position I was when I graduated college. He'd graduated maybe 15 years ago, yeah. and he's like, all my friends have like." gotten that first job, second, third, and kind of worked, like progressed their way through life and are quote unquote successful. And I think sometimes that lack of what feels like forward motion can Mm. make you feel like I'm not successful. Like I'm still at that same job that I was way before. Interesting. All my friends are progressing except for me. Yeah. Like that could be with like relationships too, but I think career wise, that's big. Especially with us youngins, us, us millennials, we really feel like the career is a lot of that identity. Mm-hmm. If you're not moving on to something, I don't know. I feel like it's like the first thing you talk about too when you when you get together with someone you haven't seen. Like, what are you oh, doing? So what are you doing? Yeah. Are you still at? Yep. Are you and still uh, I'm doing still that there? there. <laughs> yep. Doing my thing. Any uh, promotions? No. Um. Yeah, but I feel like if you live if you lived in like Hawaii, yeah, or like a super like chill environment, just yeah. You know, maybe maybe the, what it takes to be successful in those is a little bit different. Hmm. Like, bro, have you have you caught some big yeah. swells today, dude? <laughs> so we both grew up in the church for sure, um, and still like not the it, same church, not the same church. No. What do you think people in the church or maybe other uh, religious organizations, whatever, would say? This is what it is to be a man. Well, I'll just tackle what I think church, and I don't think they did this intentionally, but I think. Yeah. To be a man, it was almost like to be a goody goody tissue, two shoe. I don't mm. know how to say that phrase. Goody goody two shoe. Two shoe, yeah. Like that was what it was to be a man. Yeah. Like 
to not mess yeah to be quiet to just you know show up to church and be a boring christian yeah (laughs) good boy was like what you needed to do yeah i don't think anyone did that intentionally but i feel like it was the the sense i got and then you read bible stories that are quite epic in the most opposite way of what i felt like church was telling me to do in order to be manly yeah with you know sword fights and epic battles and just ultimate manliness of you know, Braveheart style. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm actually reading a book right now called The Path. And I don't agree with everything that was in it. I think it's The Path. Uh, but it was interesting how they were talking about the the uh, the amount of men that are like just kind of walking out on the church because it just promotes like softness and, and it doesn't like feed that inner, I don't know, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, we have like a to warrior. Yeah. To... to like strive after something and not necessarily just sing songs and yeah i don't know maybe that's another key of like what it looks like to be a successful man i think we have that inner warrior but it looks different in every single person like you can have a really soft-spoken like meek person that's still a a warrior on the inside but that fight might look like something different Mm. yeah you know maybe that that person may not like confront a lot of people and be like this big buff dude but he puts in a lot of hours at work and he, he, be, he, you know, works really hard at what he does and he takes pride in what he does. Yeah. And like, that is his way of like going to battle every day. Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. Could be, could be fighting like, a, a, an issue in society. Yeah. Social justice. Um, yeah. Social justice things, homeless populations, working with homeless population, trying to take that out. Yeah. Something like that. Having a, a uh, battle or a journey that they're they're facing. That's yeah. Good. If you go to your Hollywood Hills party and they ask you what you do and you're like, I help homeless people, they'd be like, Oh, <laughs> oh cool. Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a little story. I I had a really cool. I don't know what it is, but often when you're in your lows, yeah, um, really cool things happen outside of that. And honestly, I feel like God gave me a like a blessing during time of of lows. So That's I wanted awesome. to share that uh, share something that happened in the midst of this conversation. I was on the phone with my boss, um, and he's been he's been really good to me and given me a lot of good opportunities. Um, and he is a really supportive guy, he, and uh, I was just really impressed with what he said to me because uh, I was asking these questions of like, "Am I good enough?" and yeah. like, "Am I successful?" Um, and I I actually brought out my journal. Remember in episode three of the Monday Man, you should oh, go check this one out if you haven't three. heard it. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. It was like myths that we were told. Mm-hmm. And the advice I gave was that um, that we can keep everything, all of our thoughts in our head. And I said, you should write it down. And mm-hmm. so that's what I do. I journal. Um, and this is what I wrote in my journal after having the conversation with my boss, after kind of like asking these questions, like legitimately I was talking to my boss about like, hey, I'm not selling anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't blame you if you had just kicked me out and, you know, found someone else that was more more successful or whatever. So this is what I wrote in my journal after talking with Rod, uh, my boss. Probably the most impactful thing he said to me was that I was a successful man. And what he meant by that was not that I was successful at selling insurance or that I had reached the American dream. What he said, or at least what I heard, was that when it comes to what really matters, I have stayed true to how a man is to carry himself. Uh, he spoke to a man not being defined by what happens to him, but how he responds. That success can come from getting knocked down, but not letting it hold you down. 
um, instead getting back up and pursuing life again. Rod spoke to uh, my soul when he said that, um, that I was a successful man. And so that was really impactful to me. Um, I don't know, have you had an experience in your life when someone spoke like, hey, you are being successful or like you are a man? Yeah, I've I've had men in my life like help teach me those things like my dad and my youth pastor and stuff like I can't remember a specific conversation like those people impacted me and I think the most impacted I've ever been was after getting married because I never really had like huge expectations of or obligations really of like I don't know success so I'm a high school kid then I'm a college kid and then all of a sudden I'm married and I'm like that just totally changes perspective and I think before that my ideal was like was providing and was like I said earlier moving up that like chain of life is moving from one thing to the next thing to the next thing being more successful making more money and when I bring those things up in marriage it's really funny that like that's just not important hmm, to, interesting. to Mel. It's yeah. and just having a good relationship is yeah. a priority for her. And it's like, oh yeah. That's <laughs> that's it's different than what you think it is. And then when you are in that, it's like, wow, I think that just like what what your boss is telling you, just being integrity and carrying yourself with that yeah. with that pride of just the identity of knowing that. Yeah that you're successful because you, this sounds really corny, but you believe you are mm, in a interesting. sense, you know, that that's, that's more sometimes attractive than an, an actual successful, not right. an actual successful <laughs> person, but in the eyes of society, right, you right. know, that you can get to know someone who's like that rich or has status and yeah. just a jerk. What would you say? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What would you say? Like Mel sees, does she, would she say, this is what makes Ethan the man that I love? Yeah. I think for her, she might. We could ask her because she's yeah. going to join in a little yeah. bit. We can actually see if this matches up. That, that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do that. I'm going to list a whole bunch of stuff. No, I would say that it's someone that she can trust. Okay, yeah. I think that's really big. I think someone that she trusts that is just going to be there for her and just walk through life together yeah. and build that like security and relationship and walk with integrity. And I think that we're not there yet, but when we parent, just being a good yeah. mother and father, like that, being a good father is just going to be a huge part of what it looks like just to have manly characteristics. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you give me hope that uh, even if I'm not super successful as an insurance agent or living in the... But uh, are you successful? I think you are. I'm, Your clients would say that you're a great insurance agent. Well, thanks, man. I'm they working would. on it. Take some time, I guess. Um, you're a dang good barista. Thanks. I appreciate that. We'll ask all the 18-year-old girls and, that line up in here for you. <laughs> as long as they don't ask for some pretty um, latte art. Yeah. Give me a triple tulip with a swirl on around it. Like, what? Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a to-go cup with a lid on it. <laughs> That's going to be great. It's going to be there. You just won't see it. Do you think that that, uh, society does a good job at setting us up to know what it means to be a man? Yeah, I think that it doesn't. Or at least our society. It doesn't in the sense, not that the way that you think, like, I don't think society goes out and like implants these wrong ideas of what it means to be a man in your brain, but they don't do a good job because they don't really lay into you what it looks like to be a successful Mm. man. It's just like the lack of creates the problem. Yeah. 
You know, like no one in high school really says that your integrity is going to be more important than how much yeah. your bank account is. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. Or even if they do say it, it's kind of like, sure, buddy. sure, but you better get an education and yeah. make six figures. <laughs> That's a lot of figures. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, we are here hanging out with two special guests. First of all, we have my roomie and my quarantine buddy, (laughs) my wife, Melissa, and we have Bree Lobber, who is my childhood neighbor and married my friend, Jared. Fancy. And is friends... Who That's is right. Cam's best That's friend, right. college roommate? Mm-hmm. So we're Basically, all very, we're all connected. <laughs> we are all very much connected. But how are you, ladies, doing? Good. Yeah, good. Yes, we're doing great. <laughs> all right, Mel. So I got to ask you this question. Um, I kind of asked this to Ethan, and I want to see how it lines up. Uh, I asked him what qualities you would see in him that make him like a successful man or a successful husband. Um, something like that. So what do you see in Ethan? Okay, honestly, it's how well he listens and like the way he communicates with nice. me. Nice. Is that what you said? <laughs> Not yet, but keep oh, going. Okay. Yeah, he's, I mean, he just is really calm with me. And I mean, I don't know how many times like I'll just kind of fly off the handle and just start yelling and he'll be like, hey babe, can you watch your tone? And I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yep. And it's just kind of like shows that he's just like really confident with like who he, he is. Yeah. And um. I don't know. I just feel heard and I feel like it makes me be a better wife. And yeah, I don't know. Like we just communicate super well. He sounds stable. Yeah, he's stable as heck. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nothing's more manly than a stable guy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I think? When girls are like hanging out with guys like a first date, they're like, hey, so on a scale of one to ten, how stable are you? Hold but on. to a girl, okay. it is music to their ears. Yeah, and so. let's be real. If a girl is on a date and the guy actually like listens to her heart and actually like cares for her, then it shows that I mean that's going to be someone that she's going to want to end up with, right? That's yeah. manly. I think that's cool. What? Well, no, that's so good because I feel like that's not what society tells us man that men that we should be. Right. If that makes sense. No. Like, yeah. I've never heard. Uh, uh, I don't know, a TV show or something like that say, like, celebrate a man for being a good listener and just being stable and, like, an even... Right, but, okay, like, when you think about... Everyone says, like, the best bachelor. Okay, we're going to go Bachelor Nation. But, oh, like, boy. everyone says the best bachelor was Ben. And it's 100% because he was the best listener. Okay, okay. He was incredible. Like, he, like, communicated really well. He communicated his feelings. He listened. He cared for them. And, like... That's, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna go worldly, hello, Bachelor is the best example of that, yeah. right? Bree, can can we put you on the spot? Love to. Love to. <laughs> um, so you're married. You're married to one of my best friends, and I've got some good qualities about him. But I want to hear from you. What are some qualities about Jared that um, that you see as a successful husband or a successful man that is a, that is attractive to you? Okay, so Jared, I would say he's very assertive. He, um, he'll he make the decisions, which is great for me because I'm a pretty <laughs> indecisive person. Yeah. Um, and also along the lines of listening, like he is a good listener too because 
Um, one thing that he does is like if I have something to correct him on, um, you know, they say like men won't change their ways after age of 26 or something like that. So I only <laughs> have one year to work with him. And, uh, but he's like really great at just like taking my recommendations for things that he can change on and then working on those things. Like even like just this last week, I stomped around our apartment like a little two-year-old cleaning up after him and he was sitting on the couch and I even like threw a pillow at him I was so mad and then I told him you know what you can help around here a little bit and this whole week he's been amazing wow he's That's been awesome. he's he's cooking he's cleaning I mean I don't know how long it'll last but I'll take it take it while it's there nice that's awesome what do you beautiful women think are some traps that society has out there just women fall into in general that they need to do in order to feel or look successful. Okay, so Bree and I have this conversation all the time because we really have always, like, I mean, on all the television shows, it's always these women that, like, you know, have the perfect house, everything's always done, they're cooking for their husbands, and blah, 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 and the laundry's perfect, and we always have this conversation that, holy crap, we suck at (laughs) at being a wife because we're like, Hey, uh, so did you make dinner tonight or are we going to go out? And how do people feed their families? How do they feed their families? <laughs> we just have our own mouths to feed and our husbands and yet we're still eating like cereal. And <laughs> yep. Cereals They're are so too. happy with it though. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, we just have very like non-complaining husbands. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like we're, I mean we try to be those like Proverbs 31 women where yeah. like you know, they take care of themselves and they make sure the houses are, but yeah. I mean, it's hard. You know, like, I just threw a pillow at my husband. So. <laughs> and sometimes we get angry and sometimes we lose our temper, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like just kind of being this perfect at home wife. Yeah. I feel like growing up actually, like my parents were both like that. Like my mom cooked and cleaned and my dad was like, you know, the finances mm-hmm. and the cars and, you know, I didn't, grow up like learning either of those things so I (laughs) kind of lost out but sorry Jared but sorry Jared yeah yeah I feel like that's also just like our generation Yeah, yeah I do feel like that's I mean that's you know Ethan and I were I feel like everything I'd say is about TV shows. Okay, it looks like I need to stop watching some TV and <laughs> pick up a dish. I don't know. Um, but we watched this one show and literally every single wife that they um, showed, it was like a house hunter show, um, every single wife was like, oh, they're like, who does the cooking? And then the wife kept pointing to the husband. And literally every time, <laughs> am I right? I mean, it was crazy. They, It was all, and I mean, yeah, a lot of our friends, they just, the husbands are the ones that do the cooking. They just like it too, I think. I hope they like it. Ethan's just more efficient with it. (laughs) I I mean, does Jared cook? Yeah, he cooked tonight. Yeah, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of our, the marriages that we're surrounded with are like partnerships. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That is good. What does that, so what does that look like, partnerships? (laughs) it's not really expected that you know i'm the cooker and the cleaner all the time jared's the car guy because we would have a lot of car issues (laughs) um i don't know we just kind of tackle everything together and we do a lot of those types of things together like tonight we went cooking or we went shopping together and um, when we have to go get our oil change we'll go together to do those things that's true yeah i get that Like, even during quarantine, um, I tried to do the whole, like, 
you know, cooking lots of meals and baking nonstop. And that lasted like one to two weeks tops. I'm like <laughs> making bagels, baking cake. And then Ethan's like, babe, I've gained like 10 pounds. I'm like, those, okay. Those bagels were dope. Though. Okay. They were dope. We like even thought about starting a business, yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what would you guys tell to like, you guys are both married and in your mid-20s. What would you say to someone who is single? Like, what are qualities or things they need to have as a woman to feel like they are a successful woman or that they would need to be a strong, independent, modern woman? I mean, to be a woman, I do feel like it's great to have empathy and, like, um, be able to, like, kind of stand in people's shoes and like see where they're coming and like it makes you like a little bit better of a listener Mm -hmm. and um I don't know like people feel comfortable just like kind of exposing their heart a little bit more and I feel like for me that's something that I've always wanted to just like really embody and like I've always wanted to be able to like be this like safe safe space for someone safe Mm -hmm. place for someone you know and I don't know that's something that as a woman I've always wanted to just like make sure that people yeah. feel that when they're around me. Yeah. I guess. Cool. Yeah. Uh, was there a time in your life where you had another woman or maybe it was a, a man in your life or someone else who spoke into you like you are a successful person or you are a successful or valuable uh, woman because of this, that, or another thing? I mean, my whole life I've just been really blessed with an amazing mom that has just done that forever for me Mm -hmm. um she's my person that i just confide absolutely everything in um i feel like for a lot of women it is their moms um Mm -hmm. but also just like having a mentor in general like for me i'm thankful enough to like have my mom as that person but um is there anything that they have like affirmed about you and said like this is a good quality to being a great person that you can think of um, I think my mom is really good at telling me things that I don't even really realize about myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a hard time, like, you know, if someone's, like, yelling at me, it's like, oh, they're yelling at you because they're actually, like, afraid of this or mm-hmm. um, this is their insecurity or something. But for me, like, if someone's yelling at me, I'm like, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's really good at just, like, looking at situations for me and, like, telling me what I did good about a situation mm-hmm. or, like, telling me that I, she's just really encouraging and I feel like it's important to have a lot of encouraging women mm-hmm. to build you up. That's good. You know, I've been married for almost five years now, so I think I know everything there is to know about women, first of all. Uh, you can't even look at me like dead serious. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know you, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here comes the laugh and, oh, they believe me. Okay, uh, no, I think that it's even biblical in a sense that, you know, when I'd look at, like if I could give that one characteristic for women, for, you know, a 16 to an 85 year old woman, like, what is that? I think that you look at even throughout history that what women do is something that a guy can't even have a shot at really. And it's really to inspire. And I think it's to inspire Mm. through all the things that you guys are talking about to, to love, to listen, to feel. And I think it's maybe different for each person, but you know, very rarely does someone talk about their muse being a, a tree or a rock or something, but an artist will be like, oh, this person, this woman, mm. this person. You know, how many albums have there been written about a love of yeah. someone? You know, I think that throughout 
every woman's life, they, they inspire people. They inspire their husbands, their friends, their daughters, their mothers. And, and I think that that can look different for each person. But I think that's really kind of at the core an inspiration. And, you know, that's make their people around in their life you know, inspired to be more, to do more, to be a better person. That's awesome. I think that's, that's the role of like the husband and wife dynamic. The husband is like this guard, this, this safe place. And he creates that. And the woman inspires him to, to go more, to, to do more, to be more. Is that, is that resonate? You think? I would say yeah, that's why yes. Ethan is married right there. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> nah, shoot. Mel, Mel, do you have anything to add to that? Anything, has anything been affirmed in you by someone um, at any point? Like this is what it means to be a woman or a successful person in general? Um, I mean, like, I'm going to touch back on the empathy thing. Cause that's one thing that like has really just been spoken over me this last year. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't actually realize that it was much of who I am until recently. And then I've kind of been like leaning into that more and more. Um, but also having emotions, it's not a bad thing. Like I always looked at it as it being this like thing that I needed to overcome. Like I'm so emotional. Oh my gosh. But it's, it's not like it, it can be really beautiful and it can help people like, um, kind of touch a little spot in their own heart that yeah. they didn't really think that they had maybe. And um, that's like the exact plot of Captain Marvel, by the way. What? What you just described. <laughs> Over like you think emotions is a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Oh if you guys never seen Captain Marvel, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. yeah, that's the plot. That. That's amazing. And if and if you're listening, we just spoiled it, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? Based off Mel, <laughs> no. but yeah, like, and I mean, I had um, Bailey like uh, last year. I was just like really struggling because I felt like I couldn't process things really well. Yeah, My no. friend Bailey, she kind of just like spoke over me that like emotions are a good thing and it helps people, like I just said, kind of tap into something. Like it helps um, people be more real with themselves. Like yeah. when you're super real with like the raw and like the stuff that you don't necessarily want to show anybody else, but you still do it like this vulnerability, it helps open up the vulnerability for other people. Cool. Like, and I feel like even with me and Brie, like, I mean, she's not one to be super emotional. And like, that's one thing that we've kind of been able to like break through with one another is like, we've been able to be really vulnerable with one another. And yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Mel and Brie, for joining us. You guys are awesome. And I know all of our lady viewers really appreciated your insight to the female psyche. Hey, thank you so much for having yes. us. Thank you, guys. This, this was fun. Been fun, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just fun? Amazing? Well, it's more fun with wine, so yeah. it's the been wine fun. Is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's been great. Awesome. Hey, folks, I am so excited you guys joined us. Don't forget, if we double our audience, I'm getting the stash. I'm holding the stash for a month, and we've got some Bieber blonde hair for Ethan. So go over to our Instagram, um, go answer a question we're going to put up there, share our Instagram with your friends, and make sure you share this podcast with your friends. Like it, subscribe, five stars, do it all. We Thanks would love again. to live off the income of this podcast, so please share this with your friends. This we is our to make only money. plan. We are quitting our jobs in one year, so yeah, please. Ready? Go. Thanks for joining us for (laughs) The Monday Man!
I didn't know what you were going to say. The Monday Men Podcast is hosted by Ethan Ambrose and Cameron Mills. Music licensing by Musicbed. Hosting by Anchor.fm. Produced, edited, and mixed by yours truly, Micah Butler. You can find us at Monday Men Pod on Instagram and Facebook and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.